Okay. We're rolling right on. So, I stopped drinking coffee in the mornings, and you're going to have to forgive me if this is a little all over the place. Irish breakfast tea in the world to get me through this. Oh, but I know it's been a while, so good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are and what you're doing. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've come on and talked your ear off and made you listen to my rants and ramblings. Oh my God, that was terrible. My rants and ramblings about creativity. If you are new here, my name is Jared Britt and this is the Head Cannon Podcast where we talk about creativity and how to get through that and its effects on our mental health and something else that I haven't quite nailed down yet. But yeah, so I've been busy. That's the gist of it. I haven't been lazy. I've been busy. And uh, for those of you that do frequent the show, Um, Or even if you're new, I just want to point out ahead of time that this will be a filmmaking-based episode. Anyway, let's talk about gear. Mm, Some people love it. Some people hate it. The topic of gear is a divisive one. I love to talk about gear. I love listening to people talk about gear. I think technology has enabled this crazy new wave of creativity and enabling creators, and I'm for it. Do I think that some companies kind of hold back and reserve features to protect other stuff that they're selling? Sure. And we'll talk about that. But yeah, I'm a huge gearhead. I try to keep my ear to the ground. I follow the launches, the news, tech, all that stuff. Um, But specifically, I'd like to talk about cameras because this will be a filmmaking episode and I am a filmmaker. So a lot of the stuff that you see, if you were to like type camera on YouTube, right? If you were to plug that in, you would see a bunch of crap like, what's the best camera for you? What's the best camera out right now? What's the best full-frame camera? Best APS-C camera? Best, 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 best. And it's ridiculous. Um, A lot of the tech gurus, the filmmaking folks will say, well, the best camera is like the one you already have. You know, if you don't have a camera and you just want to get out there and you want to make something, use your phone. And it's never been a better time to use your phone. I just picked up the iPhone 14 Pro uh, and promptly like returned a gimbal that I had bought for my other new camera, which we'll talk about also in a little bit. Um, The active mode on that thing is nuts. The ProRes recording is nuts. Like that camera on the iPhone 14 Pro, when I got into filmmaking... I had bought an old, uh, a Canon SL2. This is like 2016, 2017. 
and that camera was like entry level for where I was at, and it was about a thousand dollars. Um, I think I don't remember, but now like you can spend the same amount of money <laughs> and just upgrade your phone and have like better quality. Like the iPhone records 4k, the SL2 doesn't record 4k. The iPhone has like three lenses that are all better <laughs> than the kit lens that came with my little SL2. So there's never been a better time to take that advice. But if you don't like filmmaking on your phone, you're not going to do it. Which brings me to my advice. The best camera for you is the one that you're going to use. The one that you're going to pick up. I mentioned, like I said, I just got an iPhone. Uh, Emma, my beautiful and amazing fiance, she also just got an iPhone, the 14 Pro. And she's actually selling her Canon RP. She hated getting caught up in menus and settings and having to make adjustments. like And shooting on auto when you have that big camera, like what's the point, right? So... Her getting the iPhone 14, she's taking photos again, right? It's the camera that you're going to use that's important. So I'm going to tell you what I got and the camera that I wanted to pick up, but I want to tell you why in the first place. So like I just said, I, I do have the Canon C70. I'm looking at it right now. And um, what an amazing camera for like four grand. I think I got it for four grand off eBay with an extra battery and uh, some other little goodies, memory cards. Um, I got a, I got a good deal on it. I got a fucking great deal on that camera. The, I love the ergonomics. I love the battery life. That's the DGO sensor is fucking amazing. Hands down. Um, but it's got its quirks, right? It's got internal NDs, which is fantastic. But I had an issue with like bringing it places. The problem was, is that it was kind of like big and bulky. It was bigger than like a DSLR. It was bigger than like a 1DX Mark III. And my issue with that is it drew like a lot of attention. And I'm a, I'm a pretty anxious person. I don't want people like staring at me while I'm in public and stuff. So like taking out a camera that big, just it draws attention. Also, like you can't steal shots if people are watching you, right? Like you can't sneak off in public and like grab a couple clips or whatever. Um to put in short films. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, I had some issues. And for, before that camera, I owned a couple of cameras. I had like the Blackmagic Pocket 6K and my big issue there was the lack of autofocus um, and the, the atrocious, shouldn't bring it to market battery life. Uh, and yeah, you can get at me. Like, I know it's a cinema camera. It's meant to be rigged, whatever. Stop calling it a fucking pocket camera. But the C70 was like, for me, it was like, oh, this is like what black magic should have been doing the whole time. Like a great battery, great autofocus, you know, APS-C sensor, a Canon mount. Fantastic. Fucking perfect. Built in NDs. Great. XLR ports. Right. And everything recorded SD cards. I also had the Fujifilm X-T4 before that. And short of like my Sony A6600 way before that, I think the Fujifilm was the one that I left the house the most with. And that's important. There's like a Malcolm Gladwell thing in here, right? If the camera's in your hand, you're more likely to use it. And the more 
you use it, the more you'll make. And the more you'll make, the more you'll release, the more you'll create, the more you'll make an actual thing, the more you're inspired to create a thing, right? The camera's no good if it's not in your hand. So this time around, I knew that I kind of wanted to relaunch my pre-existing YouTube channel, uh, which I'll link in the show notes. It's also on jaredbritt.com. And if you're not following me there and you're only following the podcast, you should check out the YouTube channel. If YouTube ends up, this is just a tangent, if YouTube ends up going into the podcast space, which by all reports they're going to, I'm moving the podcast over to YouTube because it makes more sense. It's a double whammy for me. So in relaunching the channel and, and taking the headcanon approach over to YouTube, talking about creativity and filmmaking and all that good stuff, I knew that I was going to need a more content creator-based camera, which you could make the argument that the Canon C70 is the perfect content creator camera, but it's not perfect for me for all the reasons I just said. It's big, it's bulky, it's, you know, it's time to set up, it's a whole thing. And the autofocus isn't like super reliable, but whatever. So one of the things that I've been watching since I had my uh, X-T4 was the rumor mill surrounding the Fujifilm X-H2. And when Fujirumors.com spoiled the X-H2S, I was speculative because it sounded too good to be true. So spoiler alert, I got the X-H2S. After like a super long time debating it too, it had been out for a while. I didn't just like jump on the bandwagon. Um, I picked it up and I had a Canon R6 that I kind of used to make content that I ditched to get the X-H2S um, to fund part of that. I put the, uh, the Tamron... Uh, 17 to 70 f 2.8 on that thing which is half of it half the reason i loved my a6600 so much my sony a6600 was the tamron 17 to 70 is like the perfect all-in-one content creator or documentary filmmaker lens and now it's for fujifilm a lot of letters and numbers in this episode huh fuck how you doing you, you with me you hanging in there this tea's almost gone. And like I said in the beginning, there's not nearly enough. I'm on like day four of uh, not having coffee. I told you this was going to be all over the fucking place. Jesus. I picked up the Fujifilm X-H2S, and I'll tell you why. Full-size HDMI port is cool. That's awesome. The new uh, AI-based autofocus is actually, like, really good uh, for what it is. It's not a Sony camera. It's not a Canon camera, but it's really good. It'll get you where you need to be, especially if you're shooting faces, which, you know, filmmaking, most of the time I'm shooting faces. Content creation, I'm always shooting faces. And if I'm not, I slap it in a manual mode anyway, so it's whatever. Um, film simulations are cool. I don't really use them. I do for the content creation piece. That way the color grading time takes less. Uh, but th the biggest feature was the 6.2K uh, open gate recording. Uh, maybe 6.2 is only in RAW. But anyway, it, the 6K open gate recording, the 3 by 2 And the reason for that is because Instagram and YouTube are both really pushing that vertical content uh, and say what you will about it, it's happening. 
right? I haven't necessarily seen it transition over to like actual subscribers or followers or whatever. Um, but it's like a matter of time before they figure that out, right? That's what YouTube wants to happen. If every content creator on YouTube is saying, yeah, we'll make shorts, but we want to see that transition, then YouTube is going to go through the efforts of making sure that happens so more people are creating shorts. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's going to happen. Should have get off the pot. So with that 3x2 and 6K, it's really easy to crop in and get a 9x16 aspect ratio as well as cropping in to get a 16x9 or a 17x9 aspect ratio. And what that means is it's essentially that that open gate recording is perfect for content creation. It's just as easy for you to pull vertical video out of your normal videos as just making your normal video. You get more bang for your buck. You're only doing the thing once and then you're just sitting in post, going over it again to pull out a couple of segments. It's incredible. So that was huge for me. The second big thing on the filmmaking front, the reason why it's able to replace the C70, the C70 with professional, like, you know, audio ports and professional, like, it's got false color and waveforms, right? It's got, like, everything you need to actually do the filmmaking thing. The XH2S supports Blackmagic RAW. I fucking love Blackmagic. I am a DaVinci Resolve editor through and through. I've tried and tried and tried to switch. Uh, I can't. I picked up the XH2S and I picked up the 5-inch video assist from Blackmagic to record straight to my Samsung 2-terabyte uh, you know, T5 SSD letters and numbers um and my god like it's got its quirks uh it's it's definitely a couple of firmware updates away from being perfect but it's amazing recording black magic raw on a fujifilm camera is nuts and there's this cool little trick that you can do with black magic raw you can actually process black magic raw into airy <laughs> and it looks really good. Like you don't need to color space transform or anything. It, it's fucking amazing. Um, so like on the film front, the short film front, uh, anytime I'm doing like narrative work or like, you know, whatever, that's the answer. Another big part of this is it's small and it's light and it's easy to grab and it fits in my camera bag. Um, and the battery is still like really good for what it is. And when I'm in the car, it just charges via USB-C, which is great. So getting rid of my C70, which I haven't done yet, still sitting right next to me. I haven't brought myself to do it. Maybe because there's a little bit of anxiety there. It's like, should I get rid of this like quote unquote professional, you know, semi-professional camera for like this mirrorless camera and and part of that is just this weird thing that i have to get over but eventually i'm going to sell it well my 15 to 35 l lens is already listed the r6 is gone the primes are gone uh the ef adapter is gone i'm just cleaning it out and there's a big part of this too that feels like really good to shrink the kit right to like really shrink down what i have uh, for filmmaking. I love gear. I don't necessarily love owning a ton of it. Like I get these big aperture lights and those are great. Um, but I find myself wondering how much I could get away with, with like bulbs and tubes. 
and like not needing big giant, you know, cob lights or whatever. But that's a different episode. Like the minimalism filmmaking approach is almost like a different episode all in itself. And if you want to see something like that, you know, hit me up on Instagram at underscore Jared Britt. Uh, again, it's on jaredbritt.com. And tell me that's something you want to see uh, or hear rather. Um, and I'll talk about that. But yeah, so like replacing my content creation kit of the C70 and the R6 for the Fujifilm and the iPhone, uh, is it sounds weird, right? Like I've gotten nothing but better in that into a different level. Like I'm making more concise work um, and I'm, I'm shrinking my kit to a less expensive quote unquote less professional kit but at the end of the day i leave with my fuji and i don't really take the c70 out of my house another thing about the xh2s in case you're wondering why i didn't get like an fx3 or something um it has a viewfinder which the argument could then be made for the a7s3 or the new fx30 which i covered on youtube um but again, so FX30, no viewfinder, A7S3 isn't as geared towards filmmaking as the FX3, and I'm not going to get into all the crazy differences here, but there are some. Uh, and it doesn't have Blackmagic Raw. It's ProRes Raw, and I'm not editing in Final Cut because the color tools are trash, and I don't want to round trip my edits. But yeah, anyway, I leave with the Fuji. I take it out. I shoot with it. I want to shoot with it. I love it. I love the auto white balance and then the white balance lock feature. I love the auto ISO. I love the noise profile, right? Like I can I can kind of just know with a variable ND how much I need to dial in, set it on ISO, dial it in, and expose my shot. It does have zebras, which is the closest thing I get to like professional monitoring tools. But if I really, really, really need it, um, and obviously if I'm not shooting on auto ISO, if I'm making like a controlled project, like a narrative film, not content creation, I'm not doing like auto ISO and auto white balance if I'm shooting like an actual piece. This is, I'm talking like the YouTube crap, like me talking to the camera about auto ISO settings. I The variable ND is like really cool. I thought I was gonna miss ND filters uh, internal, but I don't. But uh, yeah, let's not get too off point, I guess. Uh, so more than anything, the camera that you're gonna want to use is the camera that you're going to create your best stuff with. The Malcolm Gladwell thing is like putting in the time, putting in the hours, making sure that you are doing the thing that you love doing. Ultimately, your gear should serve you. If you had like, uh, I don't know, man, a, a spoon with a hole in it, right? But you like really loved milking your cereal. Well, then the spoon with the hole in it isn't working for you, right? Like it's not doing what you want it to do. If you love your cereal to not have a ton of milk in it, what a fucking metaphor, right? Jesus Christ. You guys get where I'm going with this? Like if you like fucking dry cereal, then... Get a fucking spoon with a hole in it. God, I miss coffee so much. Uh, <laughs> wow. All right. So the point is, is you want to have the thing serve you. You want it to do things the way that you want them done. We could all fucking roll around with Aerie Alexis, right? And make shit. And some of us would make really good shit. And some of us would make really shitty shit. 
and and that's just the way it is. Like you can find plenty of videos on YouTube about like professional filmmaker versus amateur, and they give the amateur like a red, and they give the professional an iPhone, and the professional with the iPhone is making better shit, right? Um, it's because he knows what he's doing. It's because he's picked up a camera a lot. Uh, Macklemore, musician Macklemore, once said, "The greats weren't great because at birth they could paint." The greats were great because they paint a lot. And that's exactly it. When you feel inspired, when you're ready to create, when that spark goes off and the light bulb ignites, are you ready to do the thing? Are you prepared to do the thing? Or does your gear get in the way? It's a relevant question that I kind of had to ask myself. Um, while I was holding my C70 in my studio, right? I had to leave the house and I didn't take it with me. And the whole car ride, I sat there thinking, why? Why didn't I take my camera? Never have that thought with the Fujifilm sitting in my lap. So there it is. I know it's been a while. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Head Cannon Podcast, rambling on decaffeinated talking about gear and bullshit and if you're new here uh, i hope you follow along it's infrequent it's crazy there's no schedule to it but i'll be damned if i don't love the headcanon podcast and that's what you've been listening to again my name is jared Britt. you can find all my stuff on jaredbrit.com there's a link in the show notes, you can find me there. You can hit me up on Instagram, message me, talk to me. We can bullshit. I'll message you back. Maybe you want to come on the show. Maybe we can set that up. Maybe not. But anyway, yet. But that's going to do it for me. Thank you so much for your time and your attention today. You have no idea how much it's appreciated when I come on to do these things. You guys are awesome. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.